Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with January 2nd, 1919, pages 167 through 168. 1919. As the new year dawned, Vilnius was in a state of turmoil. Although the Germans were leaving, there were still three major contenders for control of the city, the Bolsheviks, the Polish legionnaires, and the Lithuanians. The Red Army had already taken Latvia and the Belarusian area around Minsk and established Soviet republics. The Red Army was converging on Vilnius from several directions. The Polish legionnaires, a local force put together by a secret Polish military organization, attempted to take and defend the city, but held out only for a few days. The Lithuanian government had barely established itself in the historic capital when it was forced to leave because of the Bolshevik threat. Bishop Matulaitis had to govern his diocese in the midst of all this unrest. Although the war was officially over, Vilnius remained in a state of war throughout 1919. Both the people and their bishop were suffering from hunger, uncertainty, and harassment. Matulaitis's main worry was to meet the spiritual needs of his flock, to defend the rights of the church, and keep it functioning as various governments came and went. January 2nd. 1919. At five o'clock in the afternoon of New Year's Day, the Polish legionnaires took charge of the defense of the city. At Varnai Street, they surrounded the Bolshevik Workers' Council. Several Lithuanian Bolsheviks and many Jews were arrested. On January 2nd, surrounded and under heavy fire, the Workers' Council was forced to surrender. Realizing that they would have to surrender, some of the men, I think it was six, committed suicide. There is unrest in the city. Constant gunfire can be heard. General Mokjetsky, commander of the legionnaires, has declared a state of war. Many priests are fleeing to Vilnius from the areas taken by the Bolsheviks. From their talk, it is evident that the Bolsheviks are steadily approaching Vilnius. One division is moving from Dagopils, Latvia, through Utena, apparently heading, headed for Kaunas. Another had passed through Zvenchonis, another through Asmena, and another, and yet another is heading for Lida. It seems to me that the legionnaires will not be able to hold Vilnius. They have needlessly antagonized people of opposing parties by their shooting, arrests, and so on. When the Bolsheviks arrive, they will doubtless take revenge, first of all on the priests, then on the Poles. Neither the Jews nor the Lithuanians have joined the legionnaires. If they cannot hold out against the Bolsheviks, the legionnaires' campaign will only bring greater misfortune on the people of the city. They had counted on the support of the villages, but I found out from the refugee priests that the rural people are unwilling to fight. They say the Bolsheviks have nothing against us. They are against the landowners and the priests. The Poles are still hoping for reinforcements from Warsaw, 
but probably in vain, since one hears that Warsaw has neither weapons nor ammunition. On January 2nd, the Lithuanian ministers and their staffs moved to Kaunas. Most of the Germans have cleared out. Now they are holding only the railway station and the upper part of the city. There have been clashes between the legionnaires and the German soldiers. In some places, the legionnaires tried to disarm the Germans, but the latter resisted, and a few legionnaires were shot. The Polish population of Vilnius is in high spirits. They are collecting donations to support the legionnaires, and so on. Sister Anne Michaela gives us a historical update as the entries for 1919 begin. Vilnius is in turmoil because of the power void as a result of the withdrawal of the Germans. Um, Soviet republics have been established in Latvia and the Belarusian area around the city of Minsk. From that year until 1991, Minsk was the capital of the Belarusian Soviet Socialist Republic. It is now the capital of the Republic of Belarus. The Russian army was heading for Vilnius from different directions. World War I had ended in 1919, but the city of Vilnius was in a state of war for an, one more year. The footnotes mention that Blessed George's diocese had over a million Catholics in it. Part of the diocese was in Lithuania and part was in Poland. Blessed George was Lithuanian, but the Lithuanians felt that he favored the Poles too much, and the Poles felt that he was too Lithuanian. He couldn't win. There were also many Belarusians in the diocese. Blessed George writes of six men from the Bolshevik Workers' Council. While the city was under siege, six of them shot themselves. One survived and was taken prisoner. The other five did commit suicide. Blessed George writes of how the Red Army was approaching the city from different directions. And Blessed George wrote of the Polish legionnaires, a local force that had tried to take the city but just ended up antagonizing everyone and the Bolsheviks would take their revenge. The footnotes tell us that the government of the Republic of Lithuania moved to Kaunas, which became the capital of independent Lithuania from that year, 1919, until the beginning of the Second World War in 1939. It is hard to imagine how Blessed George felt as the new shepherd in the midst of all this unbelievable turmoil. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace, and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments, Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.